0: Hello, friends. I'm excited to be introducing you to a sponsor and another friend of the show. You know, a friend from the Fable and Folly Network. This is an episode of IntraQuest. IntraQuest follows the story of three adventurers, a smooth-talking leader, a big-hearted brute, and an analytical savant in a distant future long after the apocalypse was forgotten. It's super exciting because this show has amazing voice performances by talented video game voiceover actors, including the voices of Mercy, Sombra, and Farah from Overwatch, and nationally headlining stand-up comics who've appeared in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Billions, and Robot Chicken. The prologue even stars Roger Clark, the voice of Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2 in a chilling performance. So if you're a fan of Adventure Time, RPGs, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, anything like that, then this podcast might be right up your alley. So check it out here, and if you enjoy it, go check out IntraQuest. That's two words, I-N-T-R-A space quest, wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: IntraQuest, created by Michael Freiberg. Production of iHeartRadio and Astromedia. Media. Listen with headphones for 3D audio.
2: In a distant future, long after the apocalypse was forgotten and the history of civilization lost, the world begins again. A primordial evil awakened at the time of the apocalypse has the power to possess the mind. It exists solely as the voice of madness in the collective unconscious and rules over a mental realm called the Intra. This dark force is a threat to end all life, and is known as Umbra. Let me possess you. Three adventurers. Aether, a smooth-talking leader. See,
3: that's the thing about hidden passageways. They're always in the last place you look.
2: Sirius, a big-hearted brute.
4: Mm, Sirius crush like bull.
2: And Logo, a nerdy savant.
4: By my calculations, that depends on a variety of complex factors, assumptions, and variables.
2: Embark on a quest that could save the world.
3: So, my partner and I give you this diamond crystal, and you tell us everything you know about the stolen amber orb. Deal? Hmm. Amber orb. Stolen. News to me. We know you have eyes and ears all over this city. The orb's property of the Order of Hyperion Sages, part of their private collection. Lucia, one of the Order's own students, stole it out from under them, and now she's gone missing too. Go figure.
5: The Order of Hyperion Sages.
3: Lucia... Missing. You don't say. It's probably the same old story. A lost soul in search of meaning devotes their life to an arcane order on the promise of answers and a path to enlightenment, only to realize there was never any truth to be found. And now they're trapped. I bet Lucia saw the amber orb as her way out, sold the precious gemstone for whatever she could get, and skipped town. In any case, the sages want their orb back.
6: Hmm.
7: Okay. I'll tell you what I've heard. But first, how do I know if your diamond crystal's real? I can't take your word for it. You wouldn't lie to me now, would you? I know you're outsiders, but I run the streets in this sandy city. And I can spot a liar by tone
3: of voice alone. This irregardless (laughs) if I would lie to you, your guards outnumber me and my partner here ten to one. Don't take us for fools. We walked into your alley, unarmed, to ask you for a favor. In answer to your question, I can't say that I don't disagree with you. And you can take my word for that. Hmm. It's real. We'll prove it. Hand me that stone slate. (sighs) One fine-grained, heavy stone slate. Durable, strong,
7: dense. Get on with
3: it! Diamond, as we all know, is the world's hardest material. Capable of piercing through anything, it's essentially unbreakable. My partner sitting beside me will demonstrate. Show him. See? What did I tell you? Cut straight through the slate, no damage to the crystal. This here is one hundred percent flawless diamond. Okay, we have a deal then. I'll take the diamond. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just take the diamond like this. You'll risk exposing it to the impurities of the open air. It's not safe to transport that way, not without the protection of this plush velvet carrying pouch. Yours for the price of one
0: black opal. (sighs) Okay, one black opal. Someone coming.
4: There you two are. I searched all over for you just to end up in the gutter of some dingy back alley. You must be the civilian mercenaries, Ether and Sirius. I'm Logo. I'm here on behalf of the agency to seek your services for a mission.
3: What's this? Y- you three know each other? Yes. N- no, yes, no, yes, no, we, we don't. Sir, you must be mistaken. I have never seen you before in my life. You have the wrong people.
4: No, no. You fit the description to a T. Your amulet, the Eye of Imperia, a golden sun with the all-seeing eye in the center. Your Aether of Imperia, Aether Astrom, And Sirius, the big hulking fellow sitting by your side. His size and features are rather distinct. There's absolutely no mistaking it. You two are the civilian mercenaries Aether and Sirius.
3: Ether, Sirius? That's not who... Uh, that, that, c- Codenames!
4: <laughs> Codenames we use among partners.
3: Silly me. I forgot our new partner would be joining us today. Our third partner... Logo. That's right. Our third partner, Logo. Logo, you're late again. <laughs> you know we hate it when you're late. It's always so disruptive to our work. Luckily, we were just finishing up here when you... Neat glass crystal. Glass? No, no, not glass. He said neck glass. As in necklace crystal, because diamonds are common gemstones used in necklaces. Isn't that right? Uh, the... Logo.
4: Correct. Diamonds are commonly adorned as ornaments around the neck. See?
3: Now... As we just discussed, if you could tell us about where to find the object Lucia stole so we can recover it to its rightful owner, we'll be on our way. Just as soon as Logo puts the diamond back down on the
4: table Oops. and... The glass crystal. Grab the black opal.
3: <laughs> Run! Don't just walk, these them! Hurry up!
4: Ahead, should we proceed left or right? Uh, uh, this way. get uh, it Oh no, we appear to have reached an impasse, cornered between two buildings. You,
3: logo, what was it? The, the door to the building behind you. Try the handle. It's locked. Uh, serious break.
7: Get out of way. What? Uh,
3: Come on, inside to the stairwell.
4: The building only has private residences. There's nowhere to hide! The roof! Head to the roof! (laughs) Get going! (laughs) Guards will be up here any moment. There's no way out this time. What weapons do you have for defense? We don't carry weapons. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the building's southern perimeter overlooks the marketplace. If a jump is timed correctly, escape may be possible by landing safely on the passing fruit cart down below. Huh? Jump from roof? Are you crazy? How high up are we? There's no way we survive. I can calculate the height of the building to check if it's viable, but I'll need to borrow the black opal. What? Why? I need it to measure the key variable.
7: Ah serious no trust, skinny stick man. There's no
3: other option. Just give him the opal serious.
7: Here, stick man,
4: take black opal. Okay. Total distance is a function of the speed and time it takes for an object in free-fall to travel from peak to trough. Given the mass and size of the opal, once dropped, its speed should accelerate during the duration of the fall, approaching but not reaching terminal velocity. Approximating its rate of acceleration, taking into account that acceleration due to gravity is roughly 9.81 meters per second squared, I can determine the height of the building by how much time it takes the opal to reach bottom upon release. What? That's your plan? Throw our opal off the roof? Uh, see?
3: What serious say?
4: It's necessary for the calculation.
3: <sighs> Fine, go ahead. Always
4: recover it after we jump. Ready for release? Releasing now. 1.8 seconds flat. That corresponds to a building height of roughly 50 feet, or five stories high. It should put the odds of survival at around 50%, with the fruit cart cushioning the point of impact, depending on ripeness.
3: I know, serious, I don't like it either, but it's the best chance we got. We, We have to jump.
4: Best of luck to both of you. I'll convene with you again post factum. You're jumping with us. What? Why? I'll be safe up here. The guards will kill you. But I didn't do anything.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, okay, how should we time the jump? <laughs> now! <laughs> ah! oh, the plums broke our fall. Ah!
7: My car! <laughs> My car! Who
3: will
4: pay for these plums now? Uh, really sorry
3: about that. Serious, you see the opal?
7: There! <gasps> A black opal! Thank the lucky stars! It, it must have fallen from the sky above!
4: I can finally start the stand of my dream selling fine glass figurines! No more rotten fruit for me! Woohoo! Stop! No, that's
3: ours! Oh, the black opal! Come back here! The fruit peddler stole our opal. Well, at least we don't have to worry about the guards anymore. Come on, serious. We have business to take care of. And you, Bobo. Logo. Whatever. Leave us alone. I never want to see you again.
7: No, wait. Ah!
3: I can't believe we didn't get away with the con. We were so close. We did everything right, serious. They didn't even suspect a thing when you use your hands to break the stone slates. Uh, Yet somehow we're no closer in tracking down the amber orb.
7: Everything good until past logos show up.
3: I know. Who could have predicted that? We have no other leads. We'll never get that orb back to the sages.
7: We tracked down Lucia Kin for
5: clue.
3: No. She has no kin. The Order of Hyperion Sages are an order of ascetics.
5: Ascetics?
3: means they've renounced all links to the material outside world, having cut ties to both romantic and blood relations and full commitment to the Order. They believe it keeps them pure of mind and free of the foolish thoughts floating around the heads of us rabble, so they can pursue undistracted their higher calling of enlightened knowledge. For the Sages, the Order is their entire world.
4: Ether, Serious? I thought that was you two sitting over here.
3: You again? You follow us? I thought we made it clear. Leave us alone.
4: But I never had the chance to deliver the Agency's mission. It's a retrieval of a satellite dish located deep in the Asriel Desert, where it is to be recovered from the Mole Lair and safely returned to the lighthouse drop-off point located at the other end of the desert. Uh Oh, is that all? Are
3: you sure you don't want us to sail into space and build a castle in the sky while we're there?
4: No, recovery of the satellite dish is all that is required of the agency. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get it, do you? You want us to go
3: to the Mole layer in the Asriel Desert, crossing the deserts hard enough, let alone the fact no one's ever been to the Mole layer before. They're completely isolated from the rest of the world, and for good reason. What even is a satellite dish? Ah, what is satellite dish?
4: It's a tool for communication. Well, whatever
3: it is, we don't care. Look, just because your big bad agency sent one of their spineless stooges to try to recruit us doesn't mean we're going to accept the mission. Tell them to do their own dirty work. But- Besides, we already have a
4: mission. With whom? The Order of Hyperion Sages. The Order of Hyperion Sages, guardians of ancient knowledge. A secretive fellowship of ascetic scholars who collect and preserve ancestral wisdom with the mission of passing down this knowledge in service of the edification of society, a venerable organization with a most noble cause.
3: Uh-huh, sure. And thanks to you, we have no chance of fulfilling our end of a contract. You, Logo, ruined our payday.
4: Well, whatever the sages were paying, the Agency will triple it. I must emphasize that the recovery of this satellite dish is of the utmost importance, and you know the Agency always pays its obligations. As is said, a contract with the agency is as good as black opal in your pocket.
2: (laughs) More like good as wild goose (laughs) chase. Exactly.
3: There's not enough black opal in the world to make us take on another one of the agency's missions. I mean, half the time, they don't even own the items they've hired us to recover.
4: Well, I can assure you for this satellite dish retrieval, everything is above board and honest. And at least you know you'll be dealing with consummate professionals, unlike that miscreant you were conversing with in the back alleyway.
3: That miscreant was our only lead, and you blew it for us. Now we'll have to tell the Sages we have no chance of recovering the missing items stolen from their private collection. By one of their own members, no less. So the way I see it, Logo, you already owe us for the pay you made us lose out on.
4: Ah, now we never get home.
3: Home? To Imperia? Why can't you go home? Well, strictly speaking, when we left Imperia, it wasn't by choice.
4: Mm, banish.
3: Banish? Sirius and I are persona non grata. We can't go back home. At least not through the mainland. legend of a sea pass, but... But but what, Ether? The journey's supposedly dangerous, and we don't even really know where the sea pass begins, or for that matter, where to find the one person who does. Who's that? The night's son. The night's son? None of this matters. For all we know, the whole thing's made up anyway.
4: Maybe I can help. Tell me about it.
3: According to legends, somewhere just beyond the border of Imperia lives the son of a heroic knight. He knows the ways of the sea, and like his father before him, is blessed with the knowledge of safe travel to Imperia. We've been working as civilian mercenaries, taking on whatever assignments come our way, so we can earn enough opals to find and hire him as our guide, in hope of finally returning home. But the knight's son might not even exist. It's from a local prophecy.
7: Ah, uh, bedtime story.
3: Told to Imperian kids, the return of the knight's son. And the night's sun is overtaken by a darkened sphere. The secret path to
4: Imperia will be made clear. You... you know it? the return of the night sun. The prophecy doesn't refer to a person, it refers to a solar eclipse. I've researched this before. It's in reference to the Saros cycle. Saros cycle? An eclipse cycle. Eclipses occur on repeated intervals of time. Approximately every 54 years, equivalent to a triple Saros, a near identical eclipse repeats in the same geographic location at the same time of day. That's when your path home will be made clear. And to think of it, the last total eclipse visible to Imperia occurred 53 years ago. What? Ether, I'm trained in celestial navigation. As a reward for completing the agency's mission, in addition to payment of the opals, I'll guide you to the Eclipse's path of totality and show you your way home.
3: I... I need a moment to talk over this with Sirius in private. Of course. Sirius, do you know what this means? Mm. Yeah, but Sirius no trust stick man. Well, maybe... Make big promise. Send us on crazy mission. Crazy mission lead to death. This might be our one chance to return home to Imperia. And if we don't take the mission, we may never get back. You're right. He might be selling us a false hope. Or even plain lying. But isn't it worth the risk to find out the truth?
7: (sighs) Okay. Sirius go. For
4: Ether.
3: Thanks, Sirius. You're a true partner.
4: Logo! Have you come to a decision? We're in. Splendid! Naturally, it's best to leave as soon as possible to begin the journey while there's still daylight. I say we... We? You're coming on the mission? Of course. Safe retrieval of the satellite dish is top priority. The agency insists I join.
3: Mm, forget it. No, the mission's dangerous enough without you getting in our way. What? When we said we want nothing to do with you, we meant it. You're dead weight, you'd get us all killed. You're turning
4: down the mission? But you have to accept.
3: No, we don't. Come on, serious. we're done here.
4: But I was sent with very specific instructions to recruit you two. It's my first
3: assignment, I have to succeed. We work alone, always have, Always will, so thanks, but no thanks. We'll stick to earning opals and make our own way home. Sirius, back to the Order's mission of recovering that stolen gemstone. One way or another, we'll find and return to them that amber ore.
4: Amber ore. Amber is a natural polymer of fossilized tree resin, typically orange brown in color, and formed millions of years ago. It's not just valuable as a gemstone, it's also coveted for the ancient objects preserved inside. <laughs> What
3: did you say about Amber?
4: Amber is a record of the past. The objects and organisms frozen inside the stone shine a light on ancient life from time immemorial. I know an antiques dealer who specializes in these sorts of things. I can bring you to him if it's helpful.
3: Okay, you can take us
4: to him, but that's it. Great, the walk over through the market will give you more time to consider my proposal. Let's go. The market sure is bustling today.
7: Scarves, fine scarves, essential accessories for the modern traveler.
4: Which cloth suits your needs?
3: No thanks, kid. Logo, where's this antique
4: shop? It's straight this way, just over on the other side of the market. These are hand-woven, artisan-crafted garments. You won't find any better quality in these parts. How about a shiny silk scarf to match your amulet? We said we're not interested. You're sure this is the fastest way to the shop? We could take side streets, but with the abundance of shady characters lurking in the market, it's best we stick to the main path. Try it on and see for yourself. Don't! There! Big man, book brain, tell me, doesn't your friend look like a million black opals? Book brain?
3: Get your scarf off my neck right now, or they'll be using it as a rag to mop up what's left of you.
4: Okay, okay, no need for that talk. I'm taking my scarf and go. A garment of this quality is far too fine for the likes of you. Anyway. At least that's over. Talk about a pest.
7: <laughs> pest.
4: M- my amulet. That kid stole my amulet.
7: Come back here, you little cheats. What's wrong? You don't understand. Amulet more than shiny object. Amulet keep
5: me for safe.
7: We follow! Ether! Are you okay? Ethan, come to me. I lost him. We we, we recover, Amulet.
4: You rest. Logo, come! Excuse me. Hey, look out, buddy. There, by the streetcars. Flash
7: figurines! Behind! He's
4: he's fleeing with the amulet, but I have an idea where to. If I take the back alleys, I might be able to cut him off. Serious! Get Ether and meet me at the other side of the market. I'm going to get his amulet back. Brain, ether, serious over here.
3: <sighs> my amulet,
4: <sighs> honest mistake.
3: Yeah, well, just don't make my mistake and let the life you were born into become the life you lead. Now, get out. <sighs>
4: <clears throat> We've made it to the antique
3: shop. That kid was gonna pawn my amulet
4: exactly. Now, let's go in. Logo, my friend! How good to see you! Yurian, I hope we've come at a good time. With me are my companions, Ether and Sirius.
7: For you and your friends, Logo, I always have time. Ether, Sirius, welcome,
3: welcome. Please, come in! Sirius, Logo and I will talk with Yurian. You see if there's anything
7: useful around the shop, but don't touch, okay?
8: Ha!
3: Ah, your
7: amulet. I see you wear the Eye of Imperia, a golden sun with the all-seeing eye enclosed in its center. Mystics believe its watchful eye wards off Umbra's shadowy influence and protects the wearer with clarity of mind. It's not every day a rarity like this walks into my shop. How much?
3: My amulet's not for sale. Ah,
7: suit yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm. Serious. Oh, sorry! So, how can I help?
3: My partner and I have been hired to recover an item stolen from the private collection of the Order of Hyperion Sages.
7: Ah yes, the Order of Hyperion Sages, preservers of world history. They believe absolute knowledge is the ray of light in this darkened world and that it will unlock the path to higher planes of enlightenment. The Sages are the foundation of stability in this unstable city. The faith of the people depend upon their strength. What object has been stolen from their collection? An amber orb. Amber orb. Hmm, yes. Amber is believed to be a gateway to the past, to life no longer living. It preserves the accumulated wisdom of history with each piece deriving meaning from what is contained inside. In mystic circles, it's believed that amber can be used to channel the spirits of ancient beings. Of course, the orb itself doesn't have any real power. Only a connection perceived in the mind of the possessor. Have you seen it? The orb? Uh, sadly, it has not passed through my shop. <laughs> tell me what's inside the orb. That's serious! <gasps> no! Sir, serious, no touch!
3: <clears throat> when we received the mission, the sages wouldn't tell us any details about the orb. They deemed the information too sensitive to share in case it leaked outside the order. So we've been operating on a need-to-know basis, and once we've recovered the orb, we're to bring it straight back.
7: Well, then there are some things you should know about Amber to help you identify it. First, amber has a distinct scent that gives off a coniferous fragrance. Second, it feels warm to the touch when rubbed. And third, amber has a low melting point. It will begin to decompose when exposed to the flame of a candle. But of course, the knowledge of what's inside the amber is the real key to understanding its significance.
3: Thank you, Yurian. We'll have to return to the Order to see what we can learn.
7: Very well. And please offer my condolences to the sages for the Head Scholar. What about the Head Scholar? He's just passed. He'd been ill for
4: a while. H- haven't you seen the white smoke? White smoke? The white smoke. Rising from the beacon's signal fire burning atop the Order's institute. It symbolizes strength to the people at a Head Scholar's time of death who believe it carries his spirit away to the clouds above and signifies successful transition within the Order. Its absence would devastate the
7: soul of the city. As night approaches, the sages will hold a candlelight vigil before their procession to the funeral pyre where the head scholar's body will be cremated so his spirit may pass on from this world to the next. The ceremony should be starting soon. Serious? <laughs> Not serious. Spirit! Evil
4: spirit in box! <sighs>
3: we should go now. There's no time to waste.
4: Yurian, thank you. We'll be sure to offer your condolences at the order. Uh-huh.
3: Logo... You can't come with us. I mean, you've been helpful in bringing us here, but going
4: forward, you'd only slow us down. I beg to differ. On the contrary, I possess intimate knowledge of scrolls, artifacts, and relics, not to mention I have a photographic memory and a penchant for the arcane. If you're going to the Order of Hyperion Sages, you don't just want me by your side, you need me. Now, come on!
3: Let's go Sirius. Logo will lead the way.
7: Good luck, Ether. Serious Logo. But be careful chasing shadows, or you will find them chasing you!
8: About time you've returned. And there are three of you now? Huh?
3: Have you retrieved the orb? Vice Scholar, not yet, but we are very close. All we need is more information to understand Lucia's motive for why she stole the orb. Lucia. The wayward pupil. Naturally, we'll have to search the private collection where it was stolen from for clues.
8: Absolutely not. Not as long as I'm vice-scholar of this order. Like I told you before, the private collection is strictly off-limits to outsiders. The items are still undergoing study and are too liable to damage. They are only to be handled by those in the order with expert knowledge. Besides, there is nothing in there pertaining to these matters anyway. Mm-hmm. But vice-scholar... No! The answer is no, Ether. Now, the head-scholar's funeral is this evening. The white smoke is already rising from the beacon to alert the public of his passing. There are to be no disturbances. Do I make myself clear? Yes. Loud and clear. Good. The ceremony must proceed without a hitch, to assure the populace that the Order's affairs will resume as normal and we will remain the pillar of strength underpinning the community. As we speak, the funeral pyre is being prepared for the head scholar's cremation ceremony. I must take my leave. And just so you're not tempted, know that security will be arriving any moment to guard the private collection for the duration of the ceremony. Now, if you want to get paid, I suggest you get back out there and find that orb. I don't want to see you back here in my office until you do.
4: Now what, Aether?
3: We head to the private collection.
4: But you heard the Vice Scholar. We're not permitted access. Besides, we don't even know where within these vast halls the collection's located.
3: Oh, watch this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Junior Scholar. Yes? We three are the outside security team from any shire hired to guard the Hyperion Sage's private collection. You know the room with the widgets and wadgets? We were hired by Dean, um, you know who. Dean Ratio? Yes, Dean Ratio. He gave us very specific orders that we were to report directly to the private collection and not inform anyone of our arrival due to the confidential nature of the job. The private collection, found in the whatchamacallit wing of the order, are you familiar with it?
6: The Folsom Wing, yes of course.
3: Right, we were on our way to the Folsom Wing, but we must have taken a wrong turn. These massive halls, you know, quite the labyrinth. Now I know he told us umpteen times, but the thing that marks the wing, it's that away, right?
6: Correct, the symbol of the owl head that marks the Folsom Wing. It's straight ahead and then left at the end of the hall. That'll lead you directly to the private collection.
3: Exactly as I thought. Thanks for the chit-chat.
6: Well, you three better get a move on before someone unauthorized enters.
3: This is it. The door to the private collection. It's locked. Serious? Ah. Come on, let's enter.
4: Ah. Ah. Ether, this collection is astounding. I've never seen so many rare texts, artifacts, and valuables all in one place. Not to mention the assortment of curios, oddities, and obscura.
3: Okay, but remember, stay focused on finding clues about the amber orb.
4: Ah! A volume of the Old Mariner's Almanac! No remaining copies of the manuscript are known to exist. I can't believe it's here! And right next to it, a one-of-a-kind marble engraved celestial globe. But the geographic coordinates appear to map to fictitious constellations in areas of the sky devoid of stars. It must be an early cartographical misprint. Interesting.
3: Logo. This
4: collection is like a treasure trove of ancient knowledge. Oh, shiny. Huh.
3: Serious, don't. Oh.
4: I see your fortune. I don't believe it. A life-size mechanical fortune-teller automaton. The machine's complex cranks, gears, and levers operate in unison to create the illusion that it's acting of its own volition. An engineering marvel. In fact, the art of the automaton was thought to be lost, but here it is. Fully functional and perfectly intact.
3: great. Maybe it'll use its crystal ball to protect the location of the amber orb. That seems to be our plan with you two fooling around.
4: (sighs) Okay, okay. The Amber Orb, hmm. The objects seem to be arranged by nature of origin. Given the organic composition of amber, it should have been classified as part of the biogenic relic section. Over here, aha! It appears this empty square glass container mounted atop this wooden pedestal must have served as the Amber Orb's display case. Hmm, there's even a descriptive plaque confirming my suspicions. Amber Orb with skull encased. Date unknown, origin unknown. How strange. A skull inside the Amber Orb? Of what creature?
3: Look, on the pedestal's base. Someone scratched words into the wood. For lies locked away in gilded cages, the Order shall return to the darkest ages. This is the end of the Hyperion Sages. It's a threat, taunting the Order. I sense another presence is at work here. There's more to Lucia's disappearance than the Amber Orb. Umbra. I need to take off my amulet. I have to see for myself what happened. Uh,
4: are you sure? Didn't Yurian say something about it? Warding off? It's
3: the only way. If I let Umbra in, I might find the truth in the entra. Home of the Dead. There's a message hidden in it.
4: Uh, that book should be over this way in the funerary text section.
3: Here, the back of the book.
4: Uh, ether, those are just the blank pages that bookend the text.
3: Sometimes there's more than meets the eye. Serious, give me a candle off the wall. When the paper is exposed to the flame, the writing will reveal itself. Look.
4: How is that possible?
3: Invisible ink made from citrus juice here. It's a letter To my dearest love I long for the day when we no longer have to correspond in secret and hide our truth from the order Since our last night together. I've missed you more than can be put in words I've never been so lost as I am now without you by my side But I know our hearts remain bound I fear this final letter may be written too late to reach you, but it is not in vain for we will be reunited soon. When you burn, my body will burn with you, and I will find you in the intra. May our unborn child be spared from this life. Your guiding light, now and forever, Lucia.
4: Ah, I didn't think the sages were allowed to have romantic relationships.
3: <laughs> They're not. Lucia and the head scholar wrote each other letters in this book to communicate in secret. They hid their forbidden affair. <laughs>
7: Candle wax drippings on floor Still warm. Lucia here in order.
4: Sirius is right. The trail of candle wax leads just outside the door to the staircase.
3: staircase. that leads to the roof. There's nothing up there but
4: the beacon fire. Come on before it's too late.
7: Hey, you three stop Order security! <laughs>
6: Vice Scholar, you're expected at the funeral pyre momentarily.
8: What were you three doing in the private collection?
3: Quick, the stairs! I'm back here!
6: Uh-huh. Open it! <laughs> Open it
7: right now! Russia!
6: Amber orb of eternal death. You've shown me ancient memories of worlds long forgotten. I've lived your dreams of days gone by, and learned your knowledge of the secret and hidden. Once thought lost to space and time, it was all never so distant. You've shown me the lives we lead in this plane are not fact, but fiction.
4: Lucia, put down the orb! Back away from the fire! It's not you talking! A human skull inside the orb? But how is that possible? It takes millions of years for Amber to fossilize. The world must be older than we know. (gasps) The private collection isn't to preserve knowledge, it's to bury it!
6: These shadow truths and phantom realities crystallize in my mind. As your darkness takes hold and descends upon my soul, I give my life to you and am yours, forever, eternal in time. Umbra, be my guide on the inner plane and illuminate my path to the Intra.
3: Lucia, please, don't do this! Umbra is using your despair to hurt you and only making you think that the Amber Orb will reunite you with your lover.
6: At the tolling of the funeral bell, cast me away in a pillar of black smoke, dark as night, and shroud the world in shadow. So only fear your truth.
3: Oh no! Lucia's planning to sacrifice herself in the flames to turn the beacon's white smoke black, covering the land of darkness. She'll expose the order and break the spirit of the city, so Umbra can attack. We have to stop her. Seize them all, all of them.
6: The time has come. With each toll of your no, passing bell, no, 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 my no. heart cries out beside you, my love. Lucia,
8: leave the girl. I'll deal with. You. Lucia, stop this foolishness at once and get away from the fire!
3: Vice Scholar, you don't understand. Lucia's going to bring down the Order. Silence! You've done enough. But. But... Ah!
6: My blood, black as vile and hot as coal, burns clean to fuel the fire.
8: Lucia, what do you think you're doing? This can all be over. Just
6: return the orb! Two bodies, burning as one, eternal and flame-like remains, preserved in amber.
3: Lucia, this won't bring back the head scholar.
6: My love, see you on the other side. In the intra, I will be your bride.
5: The Ah. Amber
4: Orb! Ah. 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 Get it before it rolls into
3: the fire.
5: Fire. Hmm.
8: The Amber Orb has been lost to the world in flames. It'll be nothing more than molten rock soon.
6: Ah.
8: Ah. (laughs) Good. You three, up. (laughs) <laughs> You're free to go Released from the assignment We'll take care of Lucia
4: Vice scholar Be Lucia We go. now We go, Ether I agree, let's leave
3: Wait What about our payment?
8: <laughs> the Amber Orb was never returned But at least its knowledge has been kept safe from the public. There are some truths we are not yet ready to learn. But... Sages! Now that the orb is destroyed, your payment is that you get to leave with your lives. Go before I change my mind.
4: So, in review... The mission, to recover the satellite dish for the agency. Uh. First, we head to the Mole Lair, deep in the Azrael Desert. Then, once we've secured the satellite dish, we'll travel across the desert to deliver it at the lighthouse drop-off point located at the opposite end. It'll be like an adventure! Uh, stick, man, stick around!
3: <sighs> it's okay. We'll complete the mission and make it home. No matter the path, onward to Imperium.
1: Interquest, created by Michael Freiberg, A production of iHeartRadio and AstroMedia. Executive produced by Michael Freiberg and iHeartRadio. Co-produced by Adam Raimunda and Chelsea English. Sound design and mix by Dennis Dembeck. Music by Trey Toy. Performances by Matthew Broussard, Ether. Mike Leibovitz, Sirius. Mike Kaplan, Logo. Lucy Pohl, Umbra. Featuring Avalon Penrose, Lucia, Ethan Hirschenfeld, Vice Scholar, Pat Sweringen, Urian, Nick Nanny, Kingpin, Tyler Fisher, Streetcard Vendor, Gian DiCostanzo, Young Merchant, Hannah Matiso Junior Scholar, Director and Head Writer, Michael Freiberg, Writers, Tom Delgado and Will Julian, Story Editor, Chelsea English, Dialogue Editor, Adam Raimunda, Additional Music, Matthew Blacca, Fully post read. Full cast and crew in the description. Find more podcasts from iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, You'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.